Welcome to your Came From A Podcast. This is our D23 special. Oh boy! As we all know, D23 happened last weekend. We weren't able to record our episode at a time where we could make it an easy thing to transition over to. But we have tons and tons and tons of Disney news. A lot of it exciting. A lot of it. I mean, I think all of it's exciting. So I don't know where I was going with that. But what do you it's, think? Uh, it's awesome. Really, really cool stuff. Um, they announced a lot of things uh, during D23. So let's just jump right into it. So, um... We're going to sort of jump around all of this because there's really no way we can sum up everything in a short little special. So let's just go through some of the live action movies. Did you hear about the live action movies? Uh, you got your Star Wars. You got your uh, Civil War. You got your Doctor Strange. You got what else do we have? So we have uh, some more Disney-ish movies. The Jungle Book. John Favreau. It's going to be awesome. It's like a – they said it's like a photorealistic – um, mix of CGI and like actual uh, live action people. Supposedly, like what they showed at at the at in the hall was like like mouth watering and it just blew the roof off the arena. And you know what? I I've always liked the Jungle Book, but I feel like it's more of an adult story than a kid story. Like you know, like the Jungle Book. My my daughter, my three year old daughter, has not really ever sat down to see the Jungle Book. It's a little tougher on kids, I think. So this will be the first time she watches it, maybe? I don't know. I think this is probably will not be a movie that is as kid-friendly as, you know, the cartoon versions of them. But there also is um, another Alice in Wonderland, and it's called Through the Looking Glass, which I think is just... Yeah. It's supposed to be like a like a prequel sequel where they go... Something happens to time, and they go back in time, and we see, like, the origins of the Mad Hatter. And uh, so we're going to get to see, like, a more adventurous, like... It's a different um, spin, Dab, yeah. a different spin on the Alice story. I feel like they're being creative with it, which is, you know, I didn't mind the last one. Um, it was probably a little too stylized. There was, it was too much green screen. Um, and supposedly they're, 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 they have some more actual sets in this one and stuff. So they're, they're going to go towards a more practical approach, which I think is going to be good. Because I think the last one, even though it made a crap load of money, um, that was one of like my least favorite things about it. That it yeah. just felt so fake. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I forgot to mention Jungle Book is slated for April 15, 2016, and um, Alice Through the Looking Class. We're looking at May 26, um, 27, 2016. So those are literally just coming up next year. Like, those are going to be here already. Um, another one is Pete's Dragon. I found this extremely interesting. Have you seen Pete's Dragon, the original? I haven't. I think it's one of those <clears throat> movies that's like, it's one of those like lost Disney movies that. Not a lot of people from the newer generations have seen, and even people from our generation, I think, haven't seen. So um, I think it's good that they're kind of bringing it back because it's a really good story. You know what? It was always a fun story, but it never 
held my attention that long as a kid. It's definitely one that sticks out because it's that mixture of animation with live action. Yeah, which I a, think it's a good kid story. It's a yeah. good kid story. So it's a fun story, and I'm glad to see them actually embracing their older properties like this because I'll be honest, I would have never guessed that they would ever have done anything with Pete's Dragon ever again. Me either. And then we also had um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell yeah. No Tales. You heard about that? that? Yeah, Orlando Bloom is coming back, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting anyone. I I would at this point think everyone would be like, okay, listen, it's been like four is enough. That uh, but that franchise is a cash cow for Disney, so they're gonna keep going till Johnny Depp is dead. Um, did you did you like the first one? The first Pirates, Pirates. of the Caribbean. Yeah, I loved it. It was about, it was the best one. That's what I'm saying. I loved the first three. I'll say the first three because it started falling off for me. But the first one, above all else, it just felt... I mean, I think everyone loved it to death. And I love the ride as well. I just don't know where they're going with it. I think they're just throwing random stories together, it seems. Um, they're, they're, and they're going to keep doing it because they make a lot of money. So hopefully this one's... I mean, with Orlando Bloom coming back, hopefully they focus a little bit more on like what made the first one so good and kind of are able to reinvigorate the franchise. Yeah, and then um, another big one is Beauty and the Beast. Did you hear about that one? This is actually the one that I'm looking forward to uh, the most. The uh, The original Disney one is, like, the animated one is one of my favorite Disney movies, um, and I think the cast for the new one is amazing. Have, right? Uh, Ewan McGregor, Sir Ian McKellen, um, Emma, Emma Thompson. It's just Emma, like Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson as Belle. Emma Watson. Yeah. Um, it's just like a crazy cast. Um, and I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm glad that it's a musical. I feel like this has a lot of potential, and yeah. being a musical it just makes it just you know it's plucking all the right heartstrings. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's that's looking really exciting to me. So I want to bring up. And both Emma Watson and Emma Thompson are in that movie. Um, Emma Watson is playing Belle, and Emma Thompson is playing Mrs. Potts. So yeah, you uh, know definitely that. a yeah, definitely a star-studded cast. So of course you can't go live action without Star Wars or Marvel, right? Because that's what they're dominating in that space right now. Um, they talked about Star Wars, and you know I was expecting something big because since they own that property now, they have to bring up something. And as we talked about. Rogue One was something that we didn't hear much about yet because everything is screaming Episode Seven right now. Yeah, and then they dropped that Rogue One picture on us at D twenty three, which we obviously got into the the Star Wars special that we did. But um, just seeing like Felicity Jones and like that that ragtag team of of rebels getting ready to steal the Death Star plans, like like just seeing the grittiness of it and stuff is like oh man, I'm so I'm I hate to say it, but I'm almost as as excited for for um for Rogue One as I am for episode seven. There's just something about going back to that that time period in uh in from a new hope, like right before and and it's what you know, Gareth Edwards said it at Celebration, like we haven't really seen a, a war movie come out of this universe and the universe is called Star Wars. You know what I mean? So yeah. um I'm I'm excited to see this. Well you know what I liked was that it didn't feel just one photo gave me a feeling that this Correct. would be a completely different type of film. It right. it looks like it's gonna be like, you know, think you know, all those amazing war movies we get all the time. Like at least it feels like at least once every two years we'll have a really big epic war movie. Well it seems like 
that is what they're aiming for is like something like a, a an epic space war movie if i'm if i'm correct i think a lot of people working on the movie are people that have worked on like um zero dark 30 saving private ryan so they they have people who have like veterans of war movies um yeah. so I, it's gonna be this movie is gonna be something special I, you know, and I'm so glad that they had more already to show because, as we mentioned, we were sort of left in the dark with that and where it was going. A part of me expected it like, oh, is this going to be one of those that roots out of the Star Wars universe that we have established? And it is, but it's not going to take that same kind of feeling like we mentioned. And it's also it's it's a story that we've has been hinted at since since the the original trilogy. So it's a story that has kind of been in the back of everybody's minds, at least in passing, since 1977 or 1982, whenever, like, I don't remember if it was first mentioned, I don't remember if it was, if if the whole story was mentioned in terms of the first Death Star or the second Death Star, but it's definitely something, oh, the first Death Star, so, since 1977, they've, they've mentioned this, this group of spies, um, going out of their way and, and dying to get the, the Death Star plan, so, you know, the fact that we're actually going to see this story fleshed out and come into fruition is awesome. Yeah, so like I said, big Star Wars news. Um, I don't think we got much for Episode 7, though, this time around. Um, I mean, they released the whole Entertainment Weekly article like a couple of days before, so there wasn't really much in, in terms of Episode 7. But, you know, we got the Star Wars land news, and um, so, yeah, we got some stuff, but not a lot of stuff. Yeah, that definitely seemed like it was more on the side of um, Disney attractions. So they did announce, right. you know, that they're going to have a set, uh, like a theme park based around Star Wars, Star Wars Land. I don't know if it's going to be connected to Disney World and Disneyland, or it's going to be a separate um, entity. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, the would... one in Ar- the one in Orlando is definitely going to be part of Hollywood Studios, so it will be part of um, the parks. And I think that the one in Cali is going to be part of Disneyland. They're both 14 acres, so I know that they're like tearing down almost all of Hollywood Studios right now down here in, in Florida to make room for the new Star Wars stuff, which I think is going to be the flagship um, uh, part of at least Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so we did. that's what we did get most of um, for Star Wars related to Disney World, at least. So I'm excited about right. that. And we're going to see a lot more Star Wars influence on some of the... Um, the rides and what they already have established as well. So that's very exciting, um, especially for pass holders since we live in Florida. And yeah, uh, I think it's going to suck a little bit right now because they're tearing down a lot. So there's less to see. I'm just going to, I'm going to throw this out there. Whoever's planning on going to the parks, I know you want to go in costume. Do not wear Jedi robes to this, this park in Florida. You're going to die of a heat stroke. Okay, so let's. They already do that in some. Uh, what is it in that? What's that one little where you can train kids to be Jedi's? Je- Jedi Academy. I saw this one kid walk away from it, and he, you know, he was like sweating bricks. The kid, Dude, uh, it was crazy. It is not a. It is not a good idea doing that in Florida. Yeah, so please no, don't not do at it. All. Please don't do it. Uh, anyways, to stay on topic, we were talking about live action Star Wars movies. So we got that Rogue One uh, image, which was really exciting to see um, at least something, you know, develop from it. And now um, Marvel, we saw Captain America Civil War. We saw an animated concept, um, the concept art for Doctor Strange. And those are the two big things we got from Marvel. Um, do you know more about the Captain America Civil War? Yeah, footage? so we got the we got the the footage hasn't leaked. Um which is crazy, and we talked about it on, on, on our weekly episode. Um, from 
from reading like journalist reactions and stuff, I we I know that there was um we had a fight at the beginning with uh between Black Widow, Falcon, Cap, and Crossbones. We see Crossbones without his mask on. Um, then we see I know it goes. They showed an expanded scene, version of the after credit scene from Ant Man with uh Falcon, Cap, and Bucky. There's a a kind of verbal fight between Tony and and Steve Rogers. And then I know that there's a really cool scene at the end with um, with with Scott Lang kind of meeting Cap and being like all starstruck and fanboy ish and stuff. So um, I know that it blew the roof off the arena when they showed it. Um, so I'm I just can't wait for the trailer. You know what? That's the craziest amount of footage I thought they would be releasing on Civil War. To be honest, like that's a yeah. lot of stuff, right? I'm like I said, I'm a huge Civil War fan. I think it's one of those events in the comic, the comics history, where it's like it's such a it grounds all the superheroes, and it makes it seem like you can push that onto the real world because that's what that is pretty much what would happen, right? Like you know, the government right. would try to get involved in all that. So uh, I'm excited to see how Shield is going to be a part of this and um, how they sort of manipulate it to suit the the cinematic universe that they've created. I think I think we're gonna start seeing the seeds for this in um in Agents of Shield on TV. I think they're really gonna lay the groundwork for what's gonna come in, in Civil War. So I'm really looking forward to see how they're gonna integrate that into the movie because I think it's gonna be a big part of it. You know, if you're smart, you'll do it. Why? Because it's your property. You want to have as much viewers on you know, especially on the TV. Um, right. Spreading the word about this, and what better way to sort of boost your numbers, right? Right. Absolutely. The other thing, of course, and, uh, is uh-huh. Doctor Strange is what you're about to say. Exactly. Um, Doctor Strange, which yeah. we talked about. So for those who don't know, Doctor Strange is like a very weird like superhero, so to speak. Um, he's trained in the mystical arts of I, I don't know how to even describe them, really. Even if you look him up, you'll you'll see that he's in the mystic arts of all these crazy like. And I mean, he has the potential to constantly destroy the universe. You know, it seems like with all these little like mistakes, especially and- especially like how he's been lately in the comics. He's he's like he's super overpowered right now. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is the fact that he is the lead in a Marvel movie is crazy, and it just brings this crazy gravitas to to the movie. So I am. Uh, it's gonna be great, man. And, and- like they describe they described it as Marvel's Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is is really enticing. And you know, of course, if you haven't seen Fantasia, there's a part in there that gets very dark and heavy, yep. and and it's great. I'm excited about it. The other thing too is that they have a lot of potential for comedy relief because um, in the in the comics and in the the animated series um, of like Spider Man, sometimes you'll have uh, Doctor Strange come in, and it comes off as hilarious to me that it's like. He's trying to explain these crazy, like, interdimensional demons and these crazy things to someone who has no idea what it is. So I feel like and, that has potential to be hilarious on screen. And Benedict Cumberbatch, even though he seems so like a, such a serious guy, is actually extremely funny. Like, if you've, if you've ever seen him, like, in interviews, he has a really, really good sense of humor. And um, I hope he brings that to the role. I'm sure he will. I'm sure you will too, yeah. And um, they did show animated concept art for Doctor Strange. Normally, you know, they don't show these things. They don't like leaking these things because that it has the potential to change in post, right? right? So I'm excited that they're doing this though because the process of these movies 
is something that's worth noting as well. You know, people want to know, oh, what are you guys currently working on? What do you, what, you know, it's like a, a mood board of sorts, sort of to give you a vibe of where they're going with it. And the internet's right. reaction has been extremely positive. So I'll take that as a good thing. So from live action, we go to animation. And that's both 3D and flat, which I love. I love flat animation. Illustration, come on. You can. You can. I, I love it as well. It brings me back to my childhood. Exactly. Um, and of course, they had a plethora of things to talk about. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk an hour about each one of these really quickly <laughs> and just get through them as slowly as possible. Uh, the Good Dinosaur. Have you seen that? So, this is a really cool concept. It's basically a what if story if. Uh, what if dinosaurs would not have been extinct and would have coexisted with humans? Um, and it, from what I'm getting, it's almost like if like the humans were like the dinosaurs' pets in this movie. Um, I think the I think the the main human's name is Spot, and he's coexisting with like dinosaurs. So it's a really interesting take on it on on the whole dinosaur thing, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well because I thought it was a short the first time I've heard about it. I thought it was gonna be like one of those shorts in between one of the movies. But right, I'm, right. like I said, I'm always happy to see a new property established. Like um, it, it just gets boring to see sequels in Disney movies, to be honest. And um, it seems exciting. And they got rid of all that violence, which you would expect when, when dealing with dinosaurs and humans together. So I'm happy about that because I can take my three year old and she doesn't have to be worrying about what dinosaur is going to kill what human or anything like that. Right, right. And then Finding Dory. Which I think we all expected um, for actually it's been announced for quite some time. It's been in the works for maybe three, four years or something now. Yeah, it's it's finally coming out next year. You have Ellen DeGeneres, you know, and she's extremely excited about this. Yeah. By the way, online internet wise, she's like going crazy about this. And it's 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 basically the reverse Finding <clears throat> Nemo. It's it's uh Marlon and Nemo accompanying Dory. Uh, she's trying to find her family, I believe. So um, it's you know it's <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, like I said, not much to say about this. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a straightforward, like, let's go through the same thing as we did in the first. And you know what? If you're going to do a sequel, I think something like this is better than Finding Nemo 2. You know, then right. again, it wouldn't make sense, right? I think it's that's almost a like, creative... It's almost, it's almost like a spin-off. It's not really a sequel. It's exactly. A I think I prefer a spin-off over a sequel any day, though. Right. And talking about sequels, let's go to Toy Story 4, which was also announced. I was sort of surprised by this. I, I did not want more Toy Story because I feel like they left off in such a positive way. So when they first announced uh, Toy Story 4, I was a little weary because Toy Story 3 ended on such a high note. And it, it really wrapped up the trilogy in such a special way, especially for those of us who grew up with it. Um, but, you know... I'll, I'll wait till I see a trailer or something. It's I know it's a love story between Bo Peep and, and Woody and uh, Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec is one of the writers. Uh, so I mean, I'm I'm really weary of it, but hopefully it's amazing. I I think what happens is with sequels, uh, it sort of degrades the property. You know what I mean? Like the more you do, think of it like we were just bringing we brought it up earlier with um, pirates, like. The more you right. see of them, the the worse it seems to get, right? And but I mean, all all three Toy Story films were amazing, so hopefully this one is, you know. Yeah, I think it's a very unique story to tell. Either way, you know what I mean. There's always something that you can bring up with a bunch of box of toys, right? 
Now, yeah. the only thing is I would have preferred for them to do smaller things like they are with the property already. Like they had a horror one and now they had like a dinosaur one and, you know, something like that. That's fun, you know, because you actually have the actual voice actors. It's short, sweet to the point, but I'm guessing they want to make more money off of this property, of course. And like, you know what? If it's good, fine, no problem. But I just I fear for a situation like The Simpsons where it goes on too oh. long and it destroys oh. the name, you know. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Agreed. And then also they announced Coco. Did you hear about that? It's so it's Disney's Dia de los Muertos movie, um, which picks uh, Pixar and Dia de los Muertos sounds like such a perfect combination. I cannot wait. I know we already got a Dia de los Muertos Muertos movie earlier from DreamWorks. So yeah. hopefully this is you know just as good. I hope so. Um, this is just titled by the way, so it's very new, and I'm glad to see that kind of info pop up because I remember in the theme parks. They had these little, um, not amusement, uh, you know, there's little zones in in Disney World where you can go and they give you some info on some of the new movies that are coming up and they show you concept art and this and that. So this is, I, I like when they reveal info this early on in. That's going to be good. Yeah. And then we have Zootopia, which we talked about before, which is pretty much a detective movie with animals, right? Like mm-hmm. We have uh, Jason Bateman is the, the fox in the movie, uh... It, it looks like one of those old school detective capers. So, so uh, pretty simple idea. Yeah. I, I, I mean, new property again. I like the idea of it. Let's go see. Let's see where it goes, and let's see if it gets the attention of kids too. Because I feel like detective stories have a little more difficult time doing getting the attention of a kid. You know, to see if they know what the mystery is, and let's see how they solve it. You know, absolutely. Moana, which is, you know, it seems almost like a futuristic Pocahontas. And uh, the Rock. Is the main voice leader in it? You know that was announced the there. Yeah, tu- yeah. Anything the Rock touches is gold. Uh, oh, that's just so turns to stone. Make, this is gonna make a yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is gonna make a crap load of money too. Uh, but just the fact that he's behind it, I'm really, really excited for it. And you know what? I think it's gonna be one of those movies that uh, it's just a really beautiful, well-told story. And by the looks of what I've seen so far, it's gonna be pretty awesome. And I think that they described it as the abyss, but kinder and more massive. Yeah, so, so a little weird. Whatever whatever that means. Now, one of my favorites, and this is just based off of the concept art and the idea of it, is another one. It's called Gigantic. Jack and the Beanstalk. It's, it's Disney's spin on Jack and the Beanstalk, um, where I think Jack befriends a, a, an 11-year-old giant. 60-foot-tall uh, girl. girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the con- that itself it seems awesome and i'm sure visually it's going to be amazing as it well. looks almost identical to tangled in the concept art at least right and i right. loved the visuals for tangled i think tangled yeah. just looked like a gorgeous film right my daughter loved it as well so that's another positive right <laughs> and yeah, tangled is tangled is definitely good and yeah so i i believe that sort of wraps it up for the the animation on d23 now of course, mm, yep. understand that D23 is a massive thing now. Like, it's really big. They have all kinds of info leaking all the time. And, um, well, not leaking, but, you it's, know, revealed. Basically, Dis- Disney's Comic-Con, but it's every two years instead of every year. So it's, like, jam-packed when they finally get exactly, to it. Exactly, yeah. And they announced, they announced their slate of movies for the next two years, basically. So 
Yeah, so that covers the highlights on our end. Um, we wanted to do more on it, but to be honest, I think it's just one of those things that's just better to check out on your own and go look at all the little details that are out there because we can't sum all of that up. And I think we did a pretty decent job. So I think job we of... didn't fail at it, but yeah. So that gives you a taste of what D23 is. So when you're at work and you're talking to your friends and you hear them talking about D23, you can walk up to them and say, I know everything. Because we listen to it came from a podcast. Exactly. So that's what matters. So that's it for D23, folks. Once again, I'm Sergio A.M. And I'm Ricky Kasman reminding you to... We don't do PSAs for specials. Because Disney might sue us. Exactly. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.